All right, you ready to pod, Jason? I'm ready. Okay, so hi, how long gone is here? I'm Jason. Chris is still at his mommy's house, and he is wearing a hot pink long sleeve tee from the Red Scare podcast. Give it up for the ladies of Red Scare. I had to rep for our, our friends. Uh, I forgot I have this. Actually, this is from the holiday season when I ordered it to support them and never wore it, and then. Um, you know, pulled it out today to podcast with you, Jason. Um, mm-hmm. Available at Elementary Flaneur, of course. Of course, of course. I mean, this is vintage. This probably sold out. You know what I mean? But you can get some other shit. Heads ain't got that? I don't think heads have this. I mean, I'm not I'm not totally sure, but Jason and I are both reeling from the uh, Gucci movie <laughs> poster release. Yeah, Lady Gaga and Jared Leto. Jared, uh, Jared is looking a little different than Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is looking... You know, dignified and classic. You know, there's a yeah. There's like a, a veil over her face, and she looks like you know the headmistress of a house of couture. Yes, Gaga looking regal, even regal. And then Jared Leto looks like. I mean, I'm sure people have seen it by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, he's looking. But Leto, this is what Leto, you know, like a used car salesman, I guess. This is what Leto does, bro. He's a committer, and it's cool. Like I, I don't. I mean. Whether the movie's good or not, it doesn't matter. Leto, you know, Leto keeps winning, bro. 30 Seconds to Mars is going to sell out Mexico City <laughs> soccer stadiums. You know what I mean? He's still going to have a hot girlfriend. And he'll somehow, he's already got a six-pack b- back. It's fucking crazy. And Adam Driver, is there? A, he's in it too, right? I haven't seen a poster of him yet. But I, people have been sending me the fucking photo of him riding a horse with his, his arm vein. Yeah. And letting me know that, you know, I could look like that if I worked harder. And that's been helpful to me and my self-esteem. Adam Driver's class, like one of those classic, like he's actually ugly, but people have made him hot. Yeah. That's like the best place you could, you could absolutely operate from. Like my, my girlfriend definitely has a crush on Adam Driver to the point where it's a little upsetting. I don't know if I've ever seen him in a movie where he's good. He's good. He's good. No, I know he's good, but I'm saying I have I haven't, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying I haven't seen the work is my point. Right. You're, you're yet to, you didn't want, you watch Marriage Story, right? I guess that one might be a little that one, triggering for you. Hard to, hard to get into it. I thought it would be, but it was just kind of silly. I didn't think that movie was very good. I, you know, I saw that shit in theaters, bro. I was ready to go. I was psyched. So you're like, all right, I'm 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 in the mood for something silly. Uh, no, uh, I'm, I was I'll, like, I'm in maybe the I'll mood. Maybe I'll buy the eleven fifteen matinee to marriage story. Watch that. No, bitch I was alone. ready to ruin you know, my I'm day. I'm in the mood for a little romp. I was ready to ruin my day, but I thought the acting was just a little overcooked. Mm. The skin was a little too crispy on that ScarJo performance. Okay, okay, yeah, I was I was actually listening to a different podcast and they were talking about um, Paul Giamatti who somebody mentioned, oh, they should have just used Paul Giamatti to play the Jared Leto character because that's basically what he looks like after putting on 70 pounds and, and going bald. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Giamatti, you know, no no shade to Jared Leto, but Giamatti, Giamatti is a much better actor. Yeah, Giamatti is goat shit. I mean, Leto, Leto's but, but they were saying, they, they, they mentioned a, a Hollywood, yeah, Leto's a legend. He's, he's solidified himself, but they used a term describing sometimes Giamatti can chew up a scene have you heard that that hollywood insider phrase before i kind of like that no i like that too does that mean he he makes it better or makes it worse it it means it means that his it means that his presence in the scene 
can kind of take too much attention away from it. They they used his um his his role in Billions, like the best show on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever he shows up on screen, he's too good. It's not like oh here's the actor that's playing this character. It's like oh here's Paul Giamatti being Paul Giamatti, and then it kind of takes you out of it. He when you're too good for your up. own good. When you're too good for your own good. I mean he on Billions. I mean. I, did you, you never watched that show, right? I watched I watched the first couple seasons. Axe Capital. When Axe Cap, my shooter, uh, no, but when he gets into his little like S and M bag and they reveal that he's a that Giamatti a freak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that really threw me for a loop. I don't want to see Giamatti with the ball gag. I want to see Giamatti with a nice <laughs> Merlot. You know what I'm saying? I don't uh-huh. need to see I don't need to see him with the ball gag and the whip. <laughs> Not spoiler alert. Sorry, but Billions was a great show. I, I kind of fell off, but it, it's a great program. I, I try not to support the Showtime Network for whatever reason. Maybe when Dexter comes back, I'll come back on board. Who knows? I think Dexter is back. I think there's a Dexter trailer. No, yeah, Dexter is coming back for another season. I'm definitely hesitant because for whatever reason, when Dexter first came out, the first couple seasons. I, for some reason, I was just all in with it. I was like, I, I just, I'm into this vibe because every episode had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Very similar to the the structure of Law and Order, where you're like, hold on, something's gonna happen. They're hold gonna on. catch a. Is this why you use that eye blinking meme so much? <laughs> oh, with with my man, what's it, what's his name? I don't know, but it's the guy from Dexter. Yeah, the guy from Dexter who's doing the. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a number one TJ meme. I mean, that's a number one TJ. I've received that countless times from you. You're talking about shockedreaction.gif? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I didn't know, I didn't know that you were also a head, a Dexter head. So now it's, a, it's, it's putting, the, the puzzle is coming together for me is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. That's a through line that I didn't put together until now. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, every, every comedian like myself is, uh, you know, a justice porn addict. They want to see a problem in the world and they want to right that wrong. They need of to course. call attention to it. And nobody did it better than Dexter. He literally found somebody who was a problem and then, you know, systematically murders and disposes of their body somewhere near David Grutman's boat in the Miami Harbor. That's a little violent, you know. Oh, God. Well, I... Did you see this... Serial sto- killing is violent in nature. I when you really seen- look at it. But that, did you see this story I sent you earlier today about this fucking uh, sommelier who's been lighting fires to these little food huts in the Big Apple? <laughs> Lighting fires in these little food huts. No, I I saw that story. I did not read Bro, this it guy. It's look, a- this guy Caleb Ganser. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker was sommelier of the year, and he's he he's been he set fire to the the Prince Street Pizza Street Hut. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you know did, did, did it say why he did this unclear i think he's just a freak i think he's just like i mean there's a big movement disgruntled there's a big movement to abolish these street huts which i'm behind because they're eyesores maybe he's like on his fucking pita wave you know what i mean he's he's freeing the animals burning down burning down the factory farm i couldn't get print street pizza to do uh to do a, a buy of 12 cases of my old world <laughs> burgundy so this shit about to it's about to, gotta let it burn usher voice is what he said at this and it actually reminded me um when i was getting my haircut yesterday shout out to victory barbershop here in glendale but the um, since i'm going to vegas the guy cutting my hair he used to live in vegas for a long time and he was telling me like 
you know, like re- what restaurants to go to off the strip, you know, like insider. Oh, here spots, we go. Locals you know? only. <laughs> Locals only type beat. Destinations. And he was, there's a, there's like an old Japanese restaurant there. I think it's called Osaka. They found and caught a disgruntled employee who was planning on placing a bomb inside of Shit. the kitchen there. Really? And he knew he he heard about this. Like I don't know if it was like a news story, but he he found out about it because he had jury duty and that was the case that was being presented. It was like, "Oh, like this guy Ow. is being tried by like the FBI because they caught him like literally like, put a bomb inside one of the ovens in the kitchen to like kill everyone in the kitchen and and blow the building up. And they caught it because he was a, a Metro PCS user. And apparently Metro PCS has some type of like AI system or whatever to where if you, oh. if they catch or, you know, there's like a certain number of words that they flag and start monitoring your, your uh, text messages. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, whatever he was saying ticked, ticked enough boxes. I thought you were going metrosexual there. <laughs> so to hear Metro PCS was, was quite a surprise to me. But so you're saying Metro PCS the low cost cell phone provider service provider is indeed the, the ops yeah it feels you know there's a lot to unravel there isn't there as metro pcs being kind of a lower income yeah that seems like their cell phone service provider i don't like that at all but also you know a metro pcs type of thing you know it's it's literally like what do I use if I need a burner? Also true. Like Metro PCS is here for you. Also true. So it it does make a little bit of sense, but there's also plenty of people using Metro PCS just because, you know, they need a low cost solution for their data plan. I love a low cost solution for my data plan. So you're <laughs> you're saying you're gonna go you're gonna go possibly risk your life to have some off strip Japanese food in Las Vegas. Good Godspeed, bro. I mean, I don't if if somebody plan Well, I mean literally just No, no. Th- this means this, just flying into Vegas is putting your life at risk. Yeah, but not a fake COVID risk. I'm talking about like a bomb. That's like real death shit. No. That's not like I can't smell for a little while. <laughs> That's death. Because it sounds like this sounds like to me there could be an issue here with upper management. And maybe maybe there's yeah. a lot of disgruntled. If somebody's gonna bomb your restaurant, mm-hmm. that means that there's other people that don't like you too. That's pretty big. Well, it could mean that it could just be an isolated incident of somebody who is having mental health issues enough to. Oh, here we man. go. Mental oh. health. Mental health. <laughs> mental health. Okay. Yeah, I know you don't it. love to talk about mental health, but you know you could have somebody who's off their rocker. Of course. You of know, course. off their meds, and you know maybe it was a wonderful workplace environment that did not uh you know that is possible negate the bombing but Th- that is possible but i mean i i don't think <laughs> i haven't had that many jobs but um i don't think i would bomb any of them just for the record if metro pcs is listening yeah i've had a lot of jobs that are just simply bomb i was about to say when jason and text, i want to thank all my previous employers for that when jason's text bomb just know he's talking about avocado toast and not actually <laughs> creating something with the the supplies he stole from home and metro knows that metro knows metro that i made them aware of that and it's they're like familiar when, yeah, with my like style you, of texting it's like when you go out of town you call your credit card company like hey i'm going to europe for a little while i just want to <laughs> i just want to let you know this is my car does it get turned off 
Uh, <laughs> look, I know I've been talking a lot about bullets, but I'm actually talking about a spreadsheet with bullet points. So I just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. I'm not actually collecting ammo. Yeah, for we, the end f- times. we flag this bullet post. We just want to make sure is this is this the Kentucky Bourbon brand or are you buying 45 caliber munitions? <laughs> we need to know just quickly. This is hey, this is Andy from Metro PCS. Just checking in with your your uh, your your crime Andy. plans. <laughs> just checking on your crime plans. That's pretty fun. I mean, I'm pretty uh, quickly. I guess I need to give a, a tennis update. Um, had a lot of tennis action down here in the South. So I, I very quick. Uh, we we were able to get tickets for the Atlanta Truist Open and ATP Tour stop here at, at the beautiful Atlantic Station um, shit outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. The Truist, you said. So the 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 Truy True the Truy tournament exactly. And unfortunately, the okay. humidity was was too great for me to to also wear Truies, mm-hmm. which which would have been kind of an important thing, but. So we hit the tournament, and um, we were able to see um, the great Australian hope, Nick Kyrgios, live on the court. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, – honestly, it's a beautiful thing to see. That motherfucker is big. He looking like a damn – Put on a show. He looking like a damn b-ball player. I do think, though, because he used to be fat, much like me, and uh, I did mm-hmm. see some pictures of him as a child tennis player. He was quite fat. And mm-hmm. it looks like to me, because he's you know he's a little – and some of the guys who's looking to you know train super hard on the cardio side, he looked like he was wearing some mm-hmm. maybe some skims underneath his his oh his gear. He was wearing he he seemed to be wearing two layers of shapewear. So he had the skims and the and the waist trainer. Well, I'm saying no, no. I, I'm I'm sorry. He had the skims on top, skims on bottom, Nike shorts, Nike polo. Okay. Okay. But he kept tucking it in and adjusting it. I mean, he whipped this guy's ass. He did the he did the like through the legs underhand serve. Like he did all his little shit. Humiliating, in the best way possible. Which is great. And luckily for us, it was college night. Um. So the guy, <laughs> the match before was a guy that went to the University of Georgia. So the University of Georgia marching band was in the house to kind of serenade us. Um. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. Between points, had a little drum line action going. Which was a nice. Yeah. Which was a nice. Which was a nice twist. But then yesterday, I also I I played. Um, I was paired up with a sixty-year-old lawyer mm-hmm. um, for some for some tennis, and let me say, bro, it was a it was great. I had a great time. So, so you and Robert Kardashian, me and Rob, mopped the floor yeah, with the competition. Much like much like Tupac Shakur, Rob's still alive. You just find him on the tennis court in Avondale. Um, so yeah, I so I drove. I, I, I drove. I was lucky enough to drive by the original Waffle House location. That's now, of course, a mm-hmm. museum. <laughs> and then eight a.m. It felt like we were in the 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 warmest part of the Caribbean. Like the the sub the temperatures mm-hmm. the temperatures here with the humidity are just unbelievable. Even at eight in the morning. Okay, so the Tom Brown blazer was it was, was not working out well in your Turks and Cake like climate. The Turks and Cake climate was was bringing me down a notch. I was of course in 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 my tennis whites, but uh, mm-hmm. Bob could fucking Bob could play. He, it wasn't a joke. I mean, he did. He he he. We went uh, we went one for one, and then he he whipped me in the tiebreaker. So shout out to Bob. Yeah, that's the cool part about tennis. You can be sixty years old still out there. Swing. It was just really fun. It was really fun to play with someone I don't know. I have nothing in common with. The small talk was great. He was a good player. We had mm-hmm. similar styles. It was fun. The court was nice. He's a member at this country club. You know, it's just a, it was a it was a fun event. It was a fun activation. It was a little glimpse into your uh, immediate future. It, well, yeah, it? yeah, immediate. And then we also we checked out a new a new restaurant last night that a friend of mine named Katie opened here called Lucian Books and Wine, and I was very imp- Katie. I was very impressed, Jason. It was a full experience. The, the wine list was looking like a motherfucking zine 
Like, this shit was thick, boy. This shit was... You could check this wine list out at the library. Issue five of Apology is just a wine list. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but but uh, the the food is great. The, the selection of books is great. The interior is beautiful. It's worth going to Cursed Buckhead for. So it's been a... You know, it's it's time to come home. I'm waiting way to signal boost Buckhead businesses. Well, Buckhead has been suffering during the pandemic um, because, like most places, the rich white people have left town um you know so we want to make we, yeah, we want to make sure they're pumping those dollars back into their local businesses speaking of rob kardashian our guest today <laughs> um jerry Sue, oh rob rob's uh, rob's not our guest speaking, yeah rob kardashian is not our post posthumous guest oh, it is okay it is jerry sue he is a professional skater amazing photographer we were just talking to jesse pearson last episode um, about his story that he wrote for the LA Times about guys who fish in the LA River. Jerry shot that, so the synergy is synergizing. Um, and he's also the man behind the cool clothing company Sci-Fi Fantasy, who a fellow Kardashian Kim was just recently spotted wearing one of his hats. So I'm curious to see what the <laughs> that's Kardashian oh that's the Kardashian. Yeah, I need to, we need to hear the Kardashian effect. I mean, has taken uh, you know on, onto his small business, you know. See how he's able to navigate that as a young uh, small business owner. Is that good? Is that bad? Are there pros or cons? There's a lot to get into. Well, I want to, I mean, I'm. And Chris wants to talk to him about, you know, how, <laughs> if you can get any tips on how to land that switch heel. Well, I mean, look, and, I, I don't want to bring this up, but he did. First of all, he was sponsored by Osiris, which were maybe one of the ugliest shoe brands uh, of that era. And he mm-hmm. he coined a trick called depending on who called you the storm flip, which is actually a nolly hard flip combined yep. with a one hundred eighty degree body rotation and a late flip, um, which is we know we know which is pretty sick. Do you think Jerry at thirty nine? Do you think he can land a storm flip? I think so. I think he's still got it. He seems pretty sprightly. I agree with you, but it's it's crazy because when I was looking into this, because I mean I've we're Jerry, we're basically the same age. He's like he's thirty nine, mm-hmm. so we're all the same. Age. In two thousand, you know, in two thousand six, when he was doing like a legendary video part, I was doing coke. Um, so it's nice to <laughs> it's nice to you were doing a legendary rail. Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> and he was doing he was doing a five stair, and you were doing a rail. It's but it's just it's crazy when you realize like, damn, this guy was I was the same age, and I was literally dicking around. I had no purpose in life, and he's he is literally like doing something that that goes down in in history as like a very important video part. Don't beat yourself up so bad. I'm sure you know we'll we'll ask Jerry about this, but I'm sure. You know, as a professional skater, you also do probably a pretty good amount of dicking around yourself. So don't feel I mean, so to bad. Me, yeah, they dick around like in parking lots the same way like hardcore bros do. But then they get up and actually do something. They don't just sit there for four hours discussing seven inches. So it's a little bit. Yeah, they're 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 dicking around while while cashing a check from America <laughs> to exactly. you know buy 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 their second condo in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not all skaters. That one. That's just a. That's a close reference for me in my SoCal head. Damn, I didn't know that was a great. I mean, Southern California is the home of skateboarding. And Jerry's also from San Jose. I don't know if you have any knowledge about San Jose. Jason. Yeah, I do. It's uh, is there is there a good is there no shade no shade to my Bay Area bros. Is there a good is there a good um sandwich place there or anything anything to I don't know. I I, I went to San Jose once to DJ and it wasn't you know it was very similar to your college night tennis situation where 
it's just yeah it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a hub of the art of the arts community we'll say that understood understood well i thought it's a little more lmfao and a little less okay uh insert cool i I thought i thought just because you're such an explorer and an appreciator of the culinary arts and maybe you could find something everywhere that would tickle your palate oh i could I could, I could. And the hotel room in San Jose and the uh, shitty nightclub that I DJ'd at did not have anything to offer in that world, unfortunately. But why don't we give, uh, why don't we give Jerry a Zoom? We will, we'll hear more about the town of San Jose straight from the, the heel-flipping horse's mouth. All right, Jerry, what's up? Welcome to the pod. How long gone? We are here to talk about all kinds of stuff today. Where are you, where are you um, Zooming in from right now? I'm at my kitchen table. Okay. What uh, are you, you're in LA, right? Uh, yeah. I guess I live in Hancock Park, but basically I just live in like West Hollywood. I live in Beverly and La Brea. My man. You know, some guests, some guests, we talk to them and we're like, oh, what? Oh, you're in LA. I'm in LA too. That's crazy. What hood are you in? And they're like, oh, I'm not gonna say. And like they get weirded out. This man Jerry pulls up with the cross street coordinates <laughs> of where he lives. Yeah. Come find his ass if yeah, you want yeah. the smoke. Man you, of know the exactly, you know exactly where to find. Yeah, his come ass. say hi. Beverly and La Brea. What an intersection that that one has it all. You know, you're probably posted up at El Coyote sipping some Mark. <laughs> uh, I've only been there once. Um, I don't, don't frequent that restaurant very much. It's disgusting. That's why you don't. That's why you don't go there. It's a gross <laughs> restaurant, and people like it for the ambiance. But I'm more of a foodie. You know what I mean. So I, I can't go somewhere just for the way the walls look. Not the best Mexican food that the city of LA has to offer. That's sure. But the yeah, the decor. The you know, if you're and if you're a drinker, then it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, they they put up some um, some proposition, some type of like anti-gay. El Coyote did. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of weak, and I just I never went there again. <laughs> that's very no, that doesn't make any sense because half the people that work there are as queer as a three dollar bill. I thought it was a more of a a safe haven for the for the gay community who knew you know what i mean you could show up anywhere and things change overnight you know ownership is usually unfortunately you know wrong um his, historically mm-hmm. but i i jerry i appreciate your location i'm i'm um i'm more pro west hollywood than a lot of my friends i want to know how you ended up there when i moved to la i just kind of moved to where my friends lived and they live like in the like fairfax mm-hmm. like melrosey area and uh that was like nine years ago um i'm pretty fucking mm-hmm. sick of it at this point i'm ready to leave <laughs> this area <laughs> but i'm kind of like a- what, what what is what's what are you sick about <laughs> yeah what's the problem <laughs> you don't want to see any more hundreds billboards what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i just kind of uh you know i just want to i just want a, a new environment i guess okay change of scenery is there a neighborhood that you've got your eye on i mean not really it's just pretty much wherever my wife wants to live got it have you you know maybe consider the fine town of glendale what do you think you know what's funny is she loves glendale and i'm sort of i'm sort of ambivalent i mean like i kind of want to live i kind of want to live in a in a shittier area like if if it was just me i would i would kind of live somewhere that's a little more i guess exciting okay well if you're looking for shitty you should check out highland park <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah the worst i've heard of it the worst neighborhood in la <laughs> the worst neighborhood in la well i was gonna that actually leads me to one of my questions for you because i've really been been trying to figure this out you know I'm, I'm an i'm an instagram follower and i just feel like you really post a lot of cars on fire oh yeah i'm just i just need to understand where are you hanging out because i've never seen that kind of stuff <laughs> 
and I just don't understand. Irwindale. I don't understand how you're capturing this content. It's A plus, but I just don't understand where it's going down. Um, well, first of all, thanks for the follow. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You look, you look at the photography of Daniel Arnold, and you're like, how does he get these <laughs> candid shots? He really is a master. And then with you, it's like. How does this guy see so many flaming cars on a day-to-day basis? A lot of people ask me that. Uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, most of it is just I'm just I'm just out there. I'm just like walking around or driving around. I drive around a lot, and I'm just kind of I'll just go to an area and kind of like start lighting some fires. Start. Yeah, I was about just, to say, you know, just start setting things on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, usually wait for the magic hour, of course, because we're you know we're probably just using natural lighting. Obviously, but I, uh, <laughs> but also I have um, I have an app. What I have Citizen app. I was gonna make a joke, but you really use the Citizen app. It's probably like seventy thirty thirty is Citizen app because Citizen app is actually very uh, it is unreliable. I don't know exactly how it works, but the FBI controls it. That's how it works. <laughs> it's connected to nine one one somehow. And then, um, but also you can just kind of like, if you're, if you're walking down the street and you see something, you can, you know, it's like user generated shit. So you can like be like, Oh, there's a, there's a man, you know, there's a man, there's a naked man wielding a machete on at this intersection. Mm-hmm. So you can do so, but that's the unreliable part because like anyone can write anything. Well, anyone can write anything and anyone can make a 911 call. So like citizen is actually pretty unreliable in that it'll be like, Oh, there's, there's a car on fire at this intersection and, and then you go there and there's nothing because like someone was lying or, they, or mm-hmm. they said the wrong streets or it just doesn't exist. Yeah. The life of a night crawler. It's not all, it's not all. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there is some disappointment. You gotta be ready for it. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. I mean, that's how do you feel about citizen app starting to now pay people $25 an hour to film crime scenes have you seen this i didn't know that but i had noticed there was uh there was something that came up the other day where there was like people talking they were like kind of like they're like being reporters kind of and i had never seen this before the other day something popped up and there was a guy talking into he was basically like you know kind of like a like a night crawlery type guy uh, like an amateur reporter type guy and he was talking into the phone or whatever the just like, you know, just like at the scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so funny. I've never seen that before. No one's ever done that. Usually people are just like filming. They're getting paid $25 an hour now. So <laughs> this is not a game. If you're looking, if you're looking for a little extra income, you know. <laughs> and then later that day, and then later that day, I saw him. Like I was at, I was at this accident and I saw him. It was so crazy. And he was like asking me questions. And I was like, whoa, like, that's so weird. I just saw you on this thing. And then, like, I'm probably going to see him again. I was at this accident. So he's like a, like an ambulance chaser yeah. type of guy, or, a, or I guess a citizen chaser. I thought he was just doing it for fun, but I didn't, I didn't even know that um, Citizen was paying people. That's so... Well, when you love your job, you're, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, I mean, he's doing well. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> he might be... He could just be... I also feel like people like that... I feel like we could discover that this guy's got like a big YouTube following or something and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that shocking. No, not at all. I mean, like he, he has like a, he has a very, he's, he's so friendly looking to the point where I was a little bit scared of him, especially it's, it's also, it's also, it's also weird. Like seeing another guy who's like kind of doing what you're doing when you were the only one for a while. And then you like see another, you're like, Oh, like, Hey, like, or, you know, you don't really 
Right, right. You ha- you have a connection with them, but it's kind of like, hey, did you? You know, you're you're new here. <laughs> I'm I'm triple OG. I earned my stripes. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to skate this spot just quite yet. We have to vet you first. Yeah, it, it's cool that he. I'm glad he like he's not really photographing it or anything. He's just you know he's just like being a reporter or whatever. So mm-hmm. he just wears a suit. <laughs> yeah, he wears a cheap suit and has a long microphone. Weird. He has a KTLA coffee mug while he's doing it. I don't really know. It's weird. <laughs> He seems independent, though. So we're in WeHo. We're filming. We're, we're filming flaming cars, and we're we're also running a small business and and skating spots. What else? What else are we doing with our time? What are you and you and the wife doing extracurricularly? Well, she doesn't have much of an extracurricular life. She just works her face off, <laughs> okay. and then uh, I'm glad one of you does. That's nice to hear. Same thing with my life partner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so so proud of her. Um, I I uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I do. I just kind of like I just kind of walk around and take pictures, and then I sort of run a business. And uh, <laughs> and then you're not sort of running a business. Your 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 business is a is a legitimate business that. That seems to be doing well. On- yeah, I mean, it, it does well. I guess I just say sort of because I, I have no idea what I'm doing every single day. And I'm like not entrepreneurial in any way. And then I think if any like real person like that were to like look at how I do this, they would just be like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Um <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I guess I just like, it's, it's difficult for me to accept sometimes that I like, run this like skateboard company or whatever and now it's a skateboard company which is like so weird too but like i mean like <laughs> that people would like look at me and be like duh why wouldn't you do that but yeah. for me for like years or basically my whole life i was like i'm never gonna have a skateboard company because i would like watch all my friends do it like my other friends who are like other pro skaters or whatever and they would they would just like it would just like ruin their lives for a while so <laughs> so i, I kind of was like i'll never do that and then accidentally it kind of just it is sort of like happening. are you making board are you making boards now and shit is that why you say it's a skate it's more yeah legitimized as a yeah skate because company? because okay. in the beginning it was just like i was just messing around and then just like making clothes and stuff like really simple shit and then people were like oh you're gonna make boards and i was like well no because because in the era that i come from it's like if you have a skateboard company it's like boards video team it just it was like this whole mm, sure you know like the classic setup right like the classic recipe or whatever and then um i gotta buy a van <laughs> i gotta drive to demo yeah 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 like i, I gotta everything. spend more time in san diego than i was hoping to i have to talk to people <laughs> that was kind of the main thing you know you're you're a testament to the fact that that kind of you know that old system is not the only way you you need to do it anymore i mean the same way where we are starting a podcast it's just like oh now you can just do it however you want to do it you don't have to be like yeah get a radio show and go to school for communications or whatever you know you just you just start doing it and you don't you can make a skateboard company however you want to make it yeah i mean there's kids there's kids right now that made a skateboard company like with their iphone and nothing else that pisses me the hell off and like yeah it's, it's nice like it's nice that uh you know a lot of people have been doing this for a while 
And that's kind of how I realized that I could do it because, you know, yeah, all those like gatekeepers are dead. All those old, that old system is, you know, it doesn't, it exists, but it doesn't, it, they're not like, you know, they're not the only way in anymore. All, all those Santa Cruz tattoos have long faded, haven't they? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nice. It's just, it, and it's, you don't have to follow those rules anymore. Not that you ever really did, but for me, I was just, it, it took a while to like to snap out of it. You, I mean, you experienced the world of, you know, the skateboarding business before Christ and the after death versions of it. So some of that residual stuff is still yeah. going to be knocking around in your head of like, this is the way you got to do it. Yeah, for sure. What a time. That system still exists, right? I mean, that still happens. Like we put out, we put this stuff out, we yeah. do a video, we do demos. I mean, that hasn't changed like holistically, but there's more people doing what you're doing is basically what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Like all that stuff still exists, uh, but you just don't have like, like back in the day, basically it's like giant distribution company would be like, Hey, if you want to give us your ideas, we'll give you this, we'll give you this company mm -hmm. production, everything marketing. You can like all, we have a whole, you know, we have a whole like team of people that will just run your company and we'll give you 3%. How's that sound <laughs> as a 21 year old skater or whatever? You're like, wow. Hell yeah, I don't have any money, like, deal. You're like, what's 3% of 20 million? Yeah. That's gotta be something. <laughs> so, they were just being taken advantage of because, like, uh, by business people. They're, because, you know, they just have this idea, this dream, and they want to do it. They have no, like, liquid cash. They're not going to, like, go around, like, raising money. They're just, they're, they're just going to go to the, the gatekeepers or whatever. And it's crazy. I've talked to pro skater, like, I won't say who, but, like, the, there are people out there whose brands are, like, you know, bedrock skateboard companies, like skateboard companies where you see it and you're like, Oh, that's the guy. Like they, they own nothing. They literally, like if they died today, their family, nothing, they would just get nothing. And they have a, they have a legacy skateboard brand. Their name is synonymous with it. Yeah. And they, then they dead ass own 3% of toy. Yeah. Machine. They own like literally nothing. I mean, like the person I'm talking about is literally nothing, zero. Jesus, like he's he he's just an employee or whatever. Yeah, I was about to say. So he just gets like a salary or whatever, but he has no ownership, right? So Jamie Thomas has nothing. That's crazy, bro. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Exactly. I don't. I mean, I think that that just kind of reminds me of like any. That's like the music business back in the day too. You know what I mean? Where you just kind of sign everything away and you don't necessarily realize what you're getting. You don't realize that like you have to pay back in advance you know what i mean it's the same right. kind that's of. every old legacy yeah record industry movies film tv yeah. that's all that shit and now 14 year olds with an iphone can destroy that whole system <laughs> and you have to be hot but is it crazy to see what it's become because you've been doing this shit for you've been doing this shit for a long time and i feel like it's i feel like skateboarding is crazier than it ever has been correct me if i'm wrong i would say you're pretty correct i mean it's i it's probably more popular than it's ever been so good time to start a little skate company you know what i'm saying good time to start a little skate company you know what i mean <laughs> get some of those ducats from these kids you know what i mean oh love ducats <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if it's quite as crazy as it was, like you know, in the in the '80s boom or like you know the small wheel '90s boom. But I think it's crazier just in a different way, you know, in a way that you don't have to really work as hard to get there. Like you can just open up your phone, and some kid in Minneapolis is going to teach you how to do a pop shove it on YouTube, and you can just learn versus like spending years, you know, just like going to a skate park and being a loser and 
watching people quietly and then slowly picking it up. Now you can just be completely alone in the middle of nowhere and get every piece of information you would ever need to to learn how to skate. Yeah, which is I guess is good and bad. I mean, like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> the accessibility of everything kind of it's a trip to me because I definitely grew up um, like when I started skating, it was dead and hated and nobody wanted to skate it was like even like in california which is considered like the motherland yeah i mean like i grew up i didn't grow up in la i grew up in san jose which is in northern california it was and i just grew up in like this little suburb and when i started it was i I saw maybe like there was like two skateboarders like who lived near me that i would see sometimes and that was it that was like nobody skated and it was the type of thing where like like high schoolers and pickup trucks would like throw like milkshakes at you when they drove by <laughs> like type stuff sure sure of course, of course. yeah of so course. it's so when i see you know so when i see like how skateboarding is now i'll like meet girls who like want to meet skaters and that is just that just like blows my mind because when we were skating well like, <laughs> to be to be fair jerry skaters are hot so I think that is I get it, you know. Yeah, but you know, when when Jerry started, when people are throwing <clears throat> milkshakes at him from Toyota Tacomas that are lifted with a Baja kit, <laughs> yeah, I, I assume there's not a, a line of of young hotties wrapping around the corner to <laughs> fillet him, is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up, Jason. I apologize. I needed I, I needed to put it in language I could understand. And 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 because of that, there's like a little bit of you know badge of honor like you weren't there you know grinding in the trenches the like i was earning my stripes you just showed up and you know watched a tutorial on how to put grip tape on <laughs> and now now your penis is being sucked and that's, <laughs> that's it's easy to be angry about that i mean i'm i'm not angry at that i don't think but. you're angry but you know some people who don't have maybe you know their emotions in check might you know they'll be calling bullshit on it and those you know those kind of salty old heads reveal themselves i don't you know like yeah like i don't i don't i definitely d- try not to be salty or bitter about anything that's going on and you don't seem like that whatsoever but i do like to point out when a, a younger friend or whatever is kind of complaining about something and i'll just be like well you know like it's kind of nice, you know, it's kind of <laughs> nice right now for you because <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I just try to try to like, all I do is just try to be like, give a little perspective and maybe that, maybe that'll help you with, you know, whatever it is you're going through right now, because it could be a lot worse. And and that, I think that kind of thing has always been going on since the dawn of time. And you'll always have a couple kids who will be like, you know what, I'm going to listen to Jerry um, you know, he's got some insights on the matter and I'm going to take that perspective into, into play, be grateful for what I've got. And a couple people will follow along and learn the right way. And then everyone else will just call you, you know, some old head and, and fuck you. And I mean, that's the dream, right? If some couple people just listened to me, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when she, when, you know, once you start seeing the business end of 40, you're like, you know what? I have some information that some younger people that I feel like are doing the right thing they're on the right path and i could help them grow and one day they'll be you know i'll be on my deathbed and they'll be like jerry thank you so much for teaching me the right way to do this <laughs> that's what you that's all that's all we versus can. fuck you old man i mean like i i had to experience a lot of it because growing up in san jose there was like kind of this like uh you know like these like you know punk 80s dudes that like skaters that i would like run into and stuff and you know they're they're filled with quote unquote wisdom. They're always trying to like, you know, <laughs> they're always trying to like, you know, 
parlay it on me or whatever. And so I kind of got an idea of like, okay, like these guys are being very like aggressive with their knowledge. I need to like, so it kind of taught me like, oh, if I, when I, when I get there, I'll try not to be so, you know, try not to just be so pushy about it. But I mean, like it is sort of, it is a tale as old as time where like, you know, you get older and then you see, you sort of just like, uh, intrinsically do not like what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with your thing, but with like yes. another generation, you know what I mean? So like, I definitely have to like catch myself before I look like a total asshole or mm. do you, do you feel yourself like, uh, like, like catching yourself being hesitant to maybe like say a word that like the young people are saying what, like the N word. That is an example of a word that young people are saying, sure. But more, we were I mean, thinking you know, like, more TikTok slang. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, maybe, like maybe. like like skateboarding slang words where you, when you first heard it, you're like, oh god, that is so fucking lame. And now, and then it becomes like a word that everyone just says. And then you're like, well, I guess I'm about to say chuggy or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> word. You know, like I just said. This happened to me with the word fam. You know, I never wanted to be the guy who said mm-hmm. the word fam, re- like actually. And unfortunately, now it has seeped into my, mm-hmm. my l- vocabulary lexicon and there's no going back. Like I've, I'm, I'm neck deep in this water. One, the first time you say is that something, you know, like this spot is lit. You can't put that toothpaste <laughs> back in that tube. Be like, well, I guess I'm a guy that just said lit. And then, you know, six months later, it's not even a thing that you think about. Yeah. Those types of things, like they're, they start out as ironic. But then yes. slowly mm-hmm. they just become just the word dog. My dog. <laughs> like I mean, been, even the word dog. I've been calling my dogs dogs for like yep. ten years, and in the beginning it was just like oh ha like what up dog. But now mm-hmm. sure now, now it's just now it's a very now you're gonna say it on one of your dogs' funerals, and no one <laughs> yeah. no one will find any irony in it. No, yeah, that's it's just real. Yeah. It's just real. No, I mean, it, this is what happens. I mean, unfortunately, slang is everywhere. And I feel like you probably, much like Jason and I, we, we spend time with some younger people due to our line of work. So I think maybe we're, you know, most people our age are not catching on to these slang trends the way that we are forced to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I hang out with kids that are half my age. It is a trip. But I mean, they, you know, they're cool. Like most, I, most of them just seem old do you run your business out of an office or do you just run it out of your uh, out of the crib just just out of my iphone (laughs) we don't we don't have an we don't have an office or anything um we just kind of like i don't know we just kind of like run it with our computers you got a partner no i don't have a partner i just it's just me and then i have uh i have someone who basically is uh he runs production and like logistical stuff like all the stuff that i am like too dumb or unwilling to do uh he does it so basically yeah that's it do you uh did you did you have a hard time asking for help when 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 the business grew big enough to to start needing that or are you are you good at reaching out and you know getting some delegation for stuff no i'm like pretty good at it like i wasn't i i knew it was time for help and luckily like the right person came along but yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm really good at asking for help because, you know, like, can you teach me that please? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I literally, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do very basic things when it comes to like, say like design or any type of thing about running anything. So I will just, I will just call everyone that I think knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. Just like, yo, like, yo dog, 
I don't know how. Uh, what is I don't Gmail? Know how this works. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like I've been hearing about it in the beginning of this whole thing. Like, I had to ask my wife, like, what is a PDF? <laughs> like, I don't even. I didn't even know what that was. Like, I kind of did, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. I definitely didn't know how to make one, and I didn't know how to do any. You know, so that's like that's embarrassing. But um, and <laughs> yeah, she actually she actually she actually knows so much about everything and helps has helped me a lot. Like she she Love even it. knows how to illustrator she knows about design she literally knows how to do everything and she also um she also just makes me feel stupid when i don't know something like in a good way in like a constructive way she's just like i cannot believe you don't know how to do that and <laughs> you're like land this fucking hard flip bitch then, then start talking. <laughs> <laughs> i mean but she does she does point out that i've been a uh a coddled pro skater for my entire adult life. So she, <laughs> oh, I she bet she loves. does. I, I don't even know the woman and I can hear it now. I'm sure that happens as, as often as possible. So you're saying that she has to open your Capri Suns for you? Uh, <laughs> well, I kind of, she doesn't have to, but I prefer it. <laughs> it would be nice if you would. Yeah. I mean, it would just, you know, it's like a little extra is nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's great. Um, I, you know, that you're able to have such a, a wonderful relationship with, with your partner. Do you, do you think that her ability to work super hard? I asked this question to, to Jesse Pearson, who was on the last episode. I know that you guys know each other hey. from, from working together, but he was talking about how the fact that his, his partner is such a hard worker and how that kind of helps like indirectly motivate him is just like oh like i'm just watching her yeah busting ass so i need to probably do some of that and 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 not and more so that than her you know telling you directly like time to turn things up a little bit that's highly motivating in a lot of ways because and it's also like attractive i think like you know if if your partner is really a lazy dick doesn't get sucked That's true. Oh my God. Nothing truer has ever been said. Learn that one the hard way. She's so busy that I don't know. It, it, it does, it does make me kind of work harder because what does she do for, what does she do for a living? If you don't mind me asking, um, she's a costume designer for movies. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. 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 You know, like a 24 type movies, like, you know, like lady bird or like mm-hmm. beach bomb. Damn beach bomb. Let's talk about beach bomb. Cause that's an underrated classic. Damn shorty deserves an Oscar for that. <laughs> Well, underrated uh, classic i was talking about this movie the other day i'm like how did i mean it was weird but it wasn't that weird. right like not as weird as you wanted it to be no i'm saying not as weird that it wouldn't receive more acclaim oh i see does that make sense like mm-hmm. like i didn't think it was some like off the deep end harmony corinne movie i thought it was like it was it wasn't like gum yeah it was pretty palatable so I, I i was surprised it didn't get more acclaim i really liked it yeah i liked it too and i was also uh I was <laughs> I was on set once and I um and that was like really exciting and I met uh, mm-hmm. I met McConaughey and like uh, it was great first of all crazy to be in his presence his gravitational pull is strong I'm sure yeah and he he introduced himself in like the most McConaughey way that I could ever imagine which was like my my wife was like oh this is this is uh, this is my husband Jerry and he's like oh yeah what's going on McConaughey and just like held his hand out <laughs> and it. It was so, it was so awesome. <laughs> saying, responding to that, saying "Oh yeah," is very, is very cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a, it's a question. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a very, yeah. that's a very nice way. To, Put where, it there, Jerry. Was that in my, was that in Miami or was it in another part of Florida? Uh, we were, we were in Miami. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of travel, I know this your your tale of having a partner who works in you know fashion wardrobe stuff. My 
my girlfriend's like that and she's also a big you know crazy workaholic and you and I have a little bit of a similarity to where we spent a lot of our younger lives, you know, teens, twenties, things like that, constantly traveling. I was, I was, I was a DJ, so I was always traveling all over the place, and I'm sure you did a shitload of that for skating stuff. Um, and she loves taking vacations; it's like a, a necessity for her. And I'm <laughs> a little bit like, you know, I'm kind of all set on that. Is that, you know, how how do you guys navigate that whole world? Is it? You know, do you do you take vacations a lot, or are you kind of well? Um, these days, not so much because she literally has no time to do that. But a couple of years ago, so she's uh, her her father's from Greece, and um, you know, she always talked about she always talked about going to Greece, and like you know, she was, we were always just too busy, and like you know, there's like this window in the summer that she always wanted to go. Like I'm kind of the same way, where I'll just kind of like oh, vacation, like I can't. I can't like sit at a beach for two weeks. Like that's, that will drive me insane. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I want to go to Greece and just sit on, just like hang out for a couple of weeks. And I was just like, Oh man, like, <laughs> all right, for how long? And she's like two weeks. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to. And you're like, who's is Mountain Dew going to pay for this? Or, and she's like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, it's coming out of pocket. Which team manager is going to pick us up at the airport? I don't really know. Like <laughs> who's, who's going to like take us to the hotel. <laughs> And who's going to give us per diem? Like, I don't really, I don't really, you know, yeah, like the Greek currency crashed. So we're worried. And do we have to go straight to the shop signing? Like right after we get off the plane, <laughs> but, but she, so she was like, yeah, like, let's just, just do nothing for two weeks. And I was like, really having anxiety about it. Like, Oh, I don't know if I can like handle that. But Greece was so fucking awesome that every single day was like, I loved it. And it really kind of like, you know, vacationing with her was, uh, amazing so i like it but there are certain types like sitting on a beach and just like looking at the ocean for day after day i cannot do that pretending to read a book i cannot pretend to read for two weeks <laughs> i'm with i'm i'm with you i mean if, if you're a guy that walks around and takes photos all day you know what i mean that's tough that's literally the opposite of what you're doing yeah so I, it does you know i do get kind of like you know antsy but i mean i but i like it what, what did you think about Athens, because we we Jason and I both love Athens, Greece. I think it's an underappreciated city. Did you guys stop there, or did you just go no? So we yeah, so we stayed in Athens for a couple of days at the at the beginning and the and the end. But I really liked it, and uh, you know, it feels it feels good there. It feels like there's like a lot of a lot of weirdness, a lot of weirdos, which I like. I think I know why you liked it. A lot of burning cars. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say you. Can- and it's a, if you love cheese and cigarettes as much as I do, another great spot. I mean, those are three really great things about Europe. <laughs> Cheese, cigarettes and uh and, and flaming vehicles, military, a lot I of mean, military any, vehicles. Yeah. Anything 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 on fire is is great. Doesn't have to be a car. Speaking of of small business, we um I wanted to talk to you about the uh the Kardashian effect on your small business. <laughs> um what well, it's, it's been about a month or so since she was spotted wearing one of your your company's hats, Sci-Fi Fantasy. How has that mm-hmm. how has that made any significant differences or changes in your business? Was there a sales spike? Did you did you like it? Did you hate it? Is the Bentley park itself or do you have to like pull it up to the <laughs> what, what's the what's the vibe? Well there was definitely an effect and uh I mean definitely like online like uh like you know like just like text and Instagram it definitely was like pretty crazy for a few mm, the followers went up. Yeah and like I mean there was like definitely a direct effect but but like spike in sales wise I 
you know, I can't really measure that very well because I literally just didn't have anything to sell. Like we kind of like, <laughs> God damn it, Jerry. God damn it. <laughs> well, this is it. Well, how is, how is he to know? You, you are know? bad at this business stuff. You really are. Yeah. You I'm bad lying. at this business thing, but we did. But like my guy was like, yo, like this Kardashian thing is kind of crazy. Like, should we just like throw whatever up on the website? That's just kind of like laying around. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Just kind of see what happens. And that stuff all went. Um, and you can, you know, you can like, you can go on like the Shopify, you can like see the activity, you can see yeah. like, uh, you know, like who's on mm-hmm. it or whatever. And, you know, it's like the analytics. Yeah. But, you know, to be honest, I was pretty kind of just like, I didn't really know how to feel about it. Obviously, it's a good thing, but I was also like, is this a good thing? I don't know if this is a good thing. I mean, as, as somebody who is probably, you know, controlling or, you know, cares a lot about how their brand is perceived into the world, you can obviously look at the downsides of of something like that like when a restaurant gets a really good review and it's like oh that's awesome love the attention love the new business but also like now running our business just became a lot more difficult (laughs) yeah so i i don't know i mean it's obviously a good thing there was and obviously like you know more eyes on it that's cool i guess but how do you think it how do you think it happened do you know how it happened or is it like a stylist bought it and put it on her kind of shit my wife did some detective work she's also a detective (laughs) Well, they all are. They, uh, they, they all are. <laughs> she uh, she found the stylist who bought it somehow. I, I, I know who the stylist. Okay, I think I know who the stylist is, and it all makes sense. And I mean, she must have like like ten stylists. I don't know. Like, yeah, for know, sure. People people are always like, "How did this happen?" And I'm like, "I don't fuck. I how, how am I supposed to know? I don't. I don't know." Like, like, well, I wrote Kim a letter every single day for five months, yeah. and she finally wore my hat. Yeah. I mean, this happened. I remember when this happened to you know the brand Noah, mm-hmm. um, but but my friend Brendan is the, is the owner of that. And when Justin Bieber wore the hat, he was just like, "What do you want me to say?" <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, yeah, Justin Bieber wore the fucking hat a couple times. Like, there's not much. Like, yeah, of course, there's going to be like a traffic spike and shit, but it's not going to like change my life overnight. You know. Yeah, I think like a lot of a lot of my friends were just like they were just like congratulating me about it and you know just like wow, holy shit, like fucking here we go, like millionaire. And I was just like, well, I mean, not really, like yeah. I don't know. I people have kind of people kind of have like a like just having like a company like this, like people just think you're rich. And like that's really really funny to me because like that is so far from the truth. Like it's the street, it's just the popularity of streetwear. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like because we all know people who are very rich from doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's like in theory that could happen, but I think the heyday of like I just there was a time where like you know if if Kanye West wears your your graphic T shirt, you you literally can get rich overnight. You know, if you have, if you're prepared for it, yeah. And I think that 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 time might be over. I think it, I think the market is just pretty saturated. Yeah, I definitely wasn't prepared for it, which like I don't really care that much about. But um, no, it would have been funny. It would have been funny if the timing was like just right, and I. <laughs> you're just you're just like selling out of boards that people don't even know what to do with because it's all that's the only thing on the site to buy i bought bearings (laughs) yeah yeah you put trucks only trucks on the website when kim wears the hat that's a good that's a good idea uh jerry so now i wanted to get your opinion your thoughts how you're feeling about watching the olympics i mean I don't really give a shit about the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> but you but you give a shit about skateboarding. I do give a shit about skateboarding. And so, like, I'm kind of, like, right in the middle when it comes to this, um, just the Olympics in general. Like, 
I'm all for like the pinnacle of human achievement or whatever. Um, <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. like basically like when I see someone, someone from some whatever country wins a gold medal and it's like their whole, you can see it. They start crying. Their whole lives have led to this moment. And like, how can you not feel something when you see something like that? Sure. Sure. That's fucking insane. So like in that aspect, like that's cool. But uh, skateboarding me along this is kind of like, I just find it a little bit like crass and kind of like, this is just a way to like make the Olympics more appealing to a certain like young people, basically like, Hey, check it out. We have skateboarding now, mm-hmm. which is sort of like the thing that every company does or every, every like, brand. Yeah. Every, everyone sure. wants, like everyone uses skateboarding in that way. So I don't know. I don't even the longboards. <laughs> so I don't really like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't even watch it. I just kind of like, because all it is is another skateboard contest, and I've seen those before. <laughs> but I don't want it to take away from like how important it is for you know certain people, how important the Olympics are, and how and like what it you know like what it means to like reach this level or whatever. But I mean, I think it's hardwired if you're like a fencer, you know what I mean, or a diver. This is the greatest. This is the, like you said. This is the pinnacle. This is. It's not going to get bigger than this for you. Whereas for skateboarding, that's probably not true. Well, it's, it's not only the pinnacle. It's the only thing, right? And like you know, and and sports in the Olympics, it seems pretty arbitrary. What is an Olympic sport? You know, like there's like sharpshooting. There's you know what I mean. Like it's like it's really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's weird. When I first started hearing about skateboarding being the Olympics, it's just like you know why. Like what for? And you know, it's just really. I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, it's just really just to make more money. It's just more more eyes on it. And like, yeah. I mean, the people who run skateboarding in the Olympics are just like old. Like they're like sixty five year old white guys in Switzerland. Like it's not really like. <laughs> what does this have to do with what I do? You know, like. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I, I mean, I just like kind of don't give a fuck about it. For me, it kind of reminded me the the first time the x games came out did you ever do the x games jerry uh no i was uh <laughs> i was invited to one once but i, I didn't god damn it i was really hoping you did i was really hoping i had a feeling the answer was no i mean it might have been it would have been a good story but also like contests is contests are not a thing that i am good at or want to do like i've entered i've entered pro contests and you, we know, come on, you did Tampa a few times. Let's be real. I did. I mean, like, I did Tampa Am, and, like, I seriously, I choked so hard that it just, it just, it just made me, like, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this at all. And luckily, like, in skating, like, you don't have to do contests. Yeah. Like, you can, you know, you can, like, be a completely other kind of skater. But wow, I was like, I don't like this feeling and I'm wasting people's time if I'm here. This is embarrassing. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I just never really did it. I don't know. Contests are are weird, especially when they get into like the, you know, the real like when it gets filtered through like that corporate like X Games Mountain Dew type thing. Mm hmm. It's a little too burn quisty, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a do tour. It's like a do tour Nigel Houston in like full Nike with the AirPods in. You know, it's like a different, it's a very different vibe than, yeah, than it, yeah, the, skate, yeah. the skateboarding that like you grew up doing. Yeah. The, I mean, the skateboard I grew up doing was, yeah, just, it's just like somebody calling you a fag and then throwing a milkshake at you. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just, we, we just, <laughs> and we just try to do kickflips over the, the milkshake. That was pretty much like we, we had nothing. That was it. 
Yeah, I mean, the uniforms really take the Olympics to another level, too, I think. Like, that is so, that is, like, to me, the antithesis of, of like, skateboarding. So it's pretty funny to see that that addition to, to the sport in, in this case. Everything that has to do with committee and organization and, like, rules just makes skating less appealing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, because, like, you know, skateboarding is like that. There's no organizing body. There's no unions. There's no, you know, the whole the whole thing is about freedom or whatever and like uh so like mm-hmm. you know putting it into this context is pretty funny but at the same time like skateboarding isn't one thing it's like many 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 different things and people are always just like should skateboarding be in the olympics and i'm like well i mean it is so who cares i don't know like it, there is no way it should be like what was music like in 1989 and there's like a hundred different kinds of music like i don't know how to you know people are always like what was skateboarding like in, at this time and I'm like well it was so many things like <laughs> where do I begin so you know skateboarding being the Olympics like well whatever it's just like another weird thing it's going through um, mm-hmm. and it's but and it's not everything it's only like one small part of skating is is this type of shit that you're seeing on TV mm-hmm. it's cool okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I feel that it's a good, <clears throat> good stance to have are you are you as a former Osiris pro rider, what are your thoughts on the puffy shoes return? I mean, bring it on. I, I like I, <laughs> bring it on, bitch. I mean, all that, all that, all that stuff recycles. Everything comes back. It leaves. It comes back. I'm all for it. Plus, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll, maybe it'll bring some more. You got royalties? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no. So, what do you, you know? You know, put on your trend forecasting hat. If if everything is as cyclical as you say it is, and I agree with you on that, um, what is going to be the next, you know, crazy fashion thing or like part of skateboarding that you thought would never see the light of day that is going to imminently return? I don't know. We can go. Let's see. We can either go in like a tank top, little shorts, eighties glam, mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe like mid two thousands stoner rock type jeans. Those are maybe the maybe those are coming down the pipe, but I don't know. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you can never tell. But definitely when something, definitely when something starts like popping up, like you're like, oh yeah, that's so weird. I never thought that would be back, but it is, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's hard to predict. It is hard to predict, but I, you know, if everything is moving on a linear timeline, then I think yeah, the the mid two thousands. Or the early early mid two thousands stoner bro Hesher resurgence grunge thing. One of the ugliest. Nice. We talk about this a lot though on this podcast. It's one of the ugliest eras of our of our time, dressing wise. What the mid two thousands? Like the musk, like the Muska years. Not even the Muska years. Just creative wreck or, or creative wreck. No, like that entire like two thousand five to two thousand like eight nine is just ugly for everybody. <laughs> like no one looked cool. No one looked cool then. Uh, and, and for that to come back is just like, is, is truly baffling. Cause there are eras that are, are d- just defined cool. And that is not one of them. Early nineties skateboard fashion. That being cool right now is, mm-hmm. um, pretty fucking surprising to me. I like never really thought like, you know, that the whole like big pants, small wheels, like mm-hmm. goofy boy, like, <laughs> like I never <laughs> thought that that would come back and be a thing, but it actually looks cool on these kids. Like I kind of like it. So, yeah. you know, who knows, but I mean, I would prefer if that like 
you know, the tight jeans thing didn't come back. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, that is inevitably going to happen. Yeah. In fashion, it, big jeans are like they like Heidi Slane, the king of skinny jeans, like just showed giant jeans. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a little time before it goes it goes full to prepare our, our hearts yeah, exactly before, to yeah to to before i do my shopping spree at trash and vaudeville um you know we'll, we'll have we'll have a little bit of time mm. well, did you ever live in new york jerry <laughs> i never fully lived in new york um i was there a lot and like you know i would like live there for summers but i never did the whole thing it was kind of like I mean, I was just too soft. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do a winter there. I would just go there, and as a skater, it was hard. Like, it was, uh, I was just drinking too much and never skating. I would be there. One time, I was there for three months and filmed one trick, and I was like, "Dude, like, I can't." I'm like, <laughs> "I gotta go. I can't. I can't. I can't do this." So I never really like fully. I don't care there. how many times I did coke with Chloe Savitt, Max Fish. <laughs> I'm just. My, it's affecting my skating. <laughs> my skating is not rising. How does the bod feel right now? How, how are we feeling after after years of this? Because as a as a fellow athlete, you know, I like to check in on on somebody's you know kind of physical well being. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I I don't know. It's just kind of like it's it's pretty good. It's just kind of worn out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the drinking and smoking and like bullshit that I've done to my body. Starting to feel I'm it. Start, I mean, I've always felt it, but yeah, now, <laughs> now it's kind of like, I mean, I don't skate as much. So when I do skate, yeah, uh, yeah I definitely. I definitely fucking feel it. Are you doing are you doing yoga? Are you doing any sort of physical thing to kind of maybe reverse some of that or are you just going to rest? I'm literally not doing anything to reverse that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually started smoking more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough out there. I mean, I'm I'm fucking what am I? I'm 39 now, so like it's like kind of up there and I remember when I was 15 and I went on my first tour and um i met the donger i don't know if you guys know who that is he i was like how old are you and he's like 25 and i was 15 and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god like that's crazy i was like i literally my mind was like that's crazy you're still a pro skater you're still and, doing this old man yeah <laughs> and now you got tony hawk being 75 years old still fucking landing 720s and shit oh man good for him great for him I, I mean, it's not a sport you age into. That that's for fucking sure. That is that is for sure. But I, I think that Jerry, you still have time, bro. You could get into a little routine here. We could we could fix some of this damage. I don't think. I mean, look, I'm sure you've broken a lot of bones and stuff, but you know, this is mental to an mm-hmm. extent. I and mean, we could start easy, just a little skincare routine, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm I'm ready, guys. You guys, <laughs> really, you guys have really inspired me. Get back on the horse. As we're closing out, what's what's next on the horizon for you? You know, personal life, business wise, you know, anything like that. What what can we expect to see from the from the Jer man? Dude, I, I have I have no insight into my own future. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm making a I'm editing a photo book, so like that's pretty much the biggest thing I'm working on right now. Um, but other than that, just kind of like I don't know, just survive every day. Yeah. Try not to die. Try not to die. Uh, pretend to work. Okay. So big plans coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, big so plans. everybody, just just get ready. <laughs> get ready for that. Watch this space. <laughs> when is the book coming out? I, the last book was great. I, I feel like it sold pretty well. I've seen it on a lot of shelves in my life. Oh, um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, this one's going to be a little bit different. Um, it's just, it's just like kind of more film 
based work. Like, okay. you know, it's going to be more like, uh, I mean, the last book was so. It was all cell phone photos, right? It was all just, yeah, it was all like Blackberry photos and it had more to do with humor. But uh, this one is going to mm. be kind of more like kind of what I actually do. So excited for that. But I don't know when it's going to come out. Probably two years, one year. All right, Jerry. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, obviously, go check out Sci-Fi Fantasy where there's a bunch of items that are not available for purchase yep. because they're all sold out. If you are walking around the West Hollywood area of Los Angeles and you see Jerry, throw a milkshake at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. He likes and, vanilla, uh, strawberry, vanilla, strawberry swirl. I love, I love nostalgia. So yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> throw some kind of crap. bit of a nostalgia junkie. My favorite thing that has ever been my, my favorite thing that's ever been thrown at me from a pickup truck is actually an entire pizza. <laughs> in the box that's or with, in, in or out in, of the box? In in the box. I was skating in front of my parents' house, and these teenagers were in their truck. This red, this like red Tacoma or something like that, like a Nissan, and they were just driving up the street and back and yelling at me just screaming nothing just screaming mm-hmm. and on their on their final and on their final pass they threw an entire pizza in the box and it just fell at my feet and the the, the pizza just kind of slid out halfway and i was like wow they just wasted an entire pizza like they didn't want that and it still looks good yeah it still looks great and so that, that was my favorite thing that's ever been <laughs> thrown at me. good that's pretty good yeah uh Jerry, uh, yeah, thanks for joining. And, and also, where can people find you on on the internet? Where can they follow you? <laughs> they can. Well, I mean, like, I don't really. I just have an Instagram. It's just uh, drop the IG queen. It's just it's just internet famous. Yeah, drop the IG. It's just internet famous, which I'm pretty tired of, and I want to change. But at this point, <laughs> I mean, it was nope. funny ten years ago, but now I'm just like, oh, I. I hate, We've all been there. I hate Welcome things. to the club, brother. We've all been there. You're talking to done to death projects. And them jeans, so we're all in the same boat. And it's actually insane how many Jerry Sues there are out there. I was like, I was like, oh, I just want to change it to my name. And then, like, I looked it up, and like every single variation is taken. And really, yeah, it's crazy. I, I like, feel like I feel like maybe the yeah, you know, I'm sure there's like a head of skateboarding at Instagram that you could you could hit up. Maybe they could <laughs> make some, maybe they could make some, make some arrangements for you. It's not out of the question. Yeah, yeah until Kim will get it done in about 45 minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Time, time to call in a favor. Like you wanna, you want that hat in blue. <laughs> we, can make a, we, can, we can make a trade. Uh, all right, Jerry. Thanks for joining us, uh, and uh, we will see you soon. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, man. Later. All right. Thanks, thanks. Jerry. See you later.